Hallelujah. I want you to know the presence of the Lord is here. The presence of the Lord is here, and I just feel like you, you are not here. I've said this to you before, and I don't, want you to, I don't want you to miss this. Church family that comes every week, you're not here by chance today. Non-church family that's just come with family today, you're not here by chance today. Those of you that are visiting, you're not here by chance today. God has led you here. And he's led you here today for you to receive something. For you to receive hope. For you to receive a new day. For you to receive a way out. For you to receive escape. For you to receive chains falling off of you. You are here for a reason today. And I want you to know I believe that the Spirit of God is over His churches today in Putnam County. I believe these people that have filled these churches today are here for a reason, and it is for the rescuing hand of the Lord. He desires to rescue you. So I want you to at least just go along with me and say, okay, pastor says I'm here to receive something. Lord, I open up my heart to you. I give you this hour today to say, okay, God, Here's your chance. Here's your chance. I'm going to give you a chance right now. All right. 2 Timothy chapter 1. You got your Bibles with you? All right. Turn around with me if you don't care. Turn with me in your Bibles. Do you know God's greater? God's greater. We've been in a series for the last few weeks about how great God is. Not just how great He is. He's greater. If you look up here at the, at the uh, screen, uh, over here, the greater than sign, God is over here, nothing can come over to his side. Nothing is greater than God. Nothing. Not fear, not you, not darkness, not sin, not your challenges, not your health. Nothing is greater than God. What are you facing? What are your challenges? They fit over here. God's greater. Somebody say amen. Now listen, y'all are going to have to get with it this morning. We got with it in worship. You got to get with it in the Word. Amen. Yeah. Second Timothy. You know what God's greater than? He is greater than death. He is greater than death. Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 10 says, But it has now been revealed... But it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior, Christ Jesus, who has destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Somebody say amen. amen. Death is not an issue for the child of God. Although physical death is still experienced by believers... Christ has abolished and destroyed death by rendering it ineffective. Death isn't effective. Now let's go back to Scripture. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 51. But let me reveal to you a wonderful secret. We will not die, but we will be transformed. It will happen in a moment. 
in the blink of an eye when the last trumpet is blown. For when the trumpet sounds, did I tell you 1 Corinthians 15, 51, those of you that are still looking. For when the trumpet sounds, those who have died will be raised to live forever, and we who are living will also be transformed. For our dying bodies must be transformed into bodies that will never die. Our mortal bodies must be transformed into immortal bodies. Then when our dying bodies have been transformed into bodies that will never die, this scripture will be fulfilled. Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? For the sin is the sting that results in death, and the law gives sin its power. But thank God he gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's pray together. Father, in Jesus' name, we believe that you are alive. Jesus, we believe that you walked this earth without sin, but that you carried our sin into the grave. You went into the grave not only to overcome sin, but you overcame death. Because you're not in that grave anymore. You are alive. Jesus, you are alive. We acknowledge that you are alive. And we acknowledge that you are alive in us. I thank you, Lord, for, for life. I thank you, Lord, that you came to bring life, to give life, and that we don't have to fear death. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name. Everybody said? Amen. You know, for some reason, we struggle with death. We struggle with thinking about the end. Our life ending, regrets, shame, disappointments. But I also believe that sometimes we struggle with death because we struggle with what is on the other side. But Scripture tells us over and over that death should not be feared. That our time here is but a vapor. But that eternity will be indescribably great. And that death has lost its power because we just read here in 1 Corinthians. Because we have victory over sin. And we've learned from Scripture that the wages of sin is what? But if we have victory over sin, what do we have victory over? Death. Victory over sin equals victory over death. And if you remember from the last two weeks, we've been talking about victory over sin. Church, if you haven't been here and you're struggling with sin, I want you to know that the Lord will empower you to overcome that sin. That the same power, if you've received Christ as your Lord and Savior, the same power that raised Christ from the dead is the same power that's in you. And you have the ability to say no to sin. You have just believed a lie that you can't. But I want you to know that the cross, the power of the cross, the power of Jesus Christ and the blood of Jesus is strong enough to break that power of sin over you. So, if we have victory over sin... We have victory over death. We will not die. And it talks about eventually we're going to take on new bodies. But I believe we take on a new body here today. That when I give my life to Christ, he makes me a new creation. I'm a new body. Accepted. Accepted with Christ. Do you believe that? Christ died and overcame death. He is alive. He is alive. And do you know the dead will be raised up instantaneously transformed at that last trumpet?
The transformation will happen to the living as well as the dead. We will never die. You want to hear something amazing? The last breath you take on this side here on earth, the next breath will be with your creator. Can you imagine? Would you imagine? Would you take a moment just to imagine how great God is? He is so great. You know, if you will allow yourself, it is so easy to be overwhelmed by the Lord because He's overwhelming. He's awesome. Although physical death is still experienced by believers, Christ has abolished it by rendering it ineffective. But I want to talk to you today about another death. Death in your life now. Scripture tells us that Jesus came to bring life, to give life, not just life, but abundant life. Christ doesn't want us focused on death. Death has lost its sting. Death has lost. Why focus on death? Focus on life. John chapter 10 verse 10. The thief doesn't come but to steal, except to steal, kill, and destroy. I, Jesus, have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. I want to ask you a question. Are you living an abundant life? How's your life? Do you know Christ? Have you ever made that decision for the Lord? I want to show you what life with Christ could be like. Those of you that have received Christ as your Lord and Savior, have you slipped? Have you fallen off the wagon? Is there room between you and God that you can move closer? Would you? If you could, would you? John chapter 15, verse 1. Go ahead. If y'all got your Bibles, flip with me to that one. This is kind of the core of my message today. John chapter 15. I want you to know those Bibles that you're walking around with, those things that are on your phones, those things that you have at home, those words in that Bible will change your life. It will change your life. It's not just a book. And unfortunately, you can't take my word for it. You can just say okay and then never be changed. Or you can go and and prove God to be faithful to His Word. His Word will change your life. That transformation that you're looking for will come through His Word. That change in your life will come through his word. John chapter 15. I am the true grapevine, this is Jesus, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit. And he prunes the branches that do not bear fruit, so they will produce even more. Verse 3. You have already been pruned and purified by the message that I have given you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. 
For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. You cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Do you know when you give your life to the Lord, when you make that decision, maybe you walked an altar, maybe you just prayed in your shower, maybe it was in your car, maybe it was in some disaster of your life and you turned your life over to the Lord. But do you know when you, did, when you had that moment, you know something that you did? You chose You weren't forced. You weren't pressured. You chose. You made a decision to choose. You choose to change your ways to go in a different way. The problem is we look at our life and say, is my life abundant? Well, I want to ask you, if you're not going the Lord's way, whether you're a a Christian or not, are you going the Lord's way? And how is your life going if you're not? How's that working out for you? How is your life? Can it be better? How's your marriage? How's your future? How is your life? Is it pathetic? Is it abundant? Can I tell you what you need? Y'all are going to love this. You need pruning. <laughs> <laughs> You need pruning. I don't even like reading that scripture sometimes. I don't. I don't like. I don't like being pruned. Sometimes I do. I I like the results of pruning. You know, if you go out and prune your your shrubs, who likes doing that? Uh, Some of you weird people probably like it. Yeah. (laughs) I hate it. I don't like doing it, but I love the results from it. And you will not get those results unless you prune those bushes, those shrubs. Our life needs pruning. Let's continue on to verse 5. Yes, I'm the vine. You are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. Verse 7. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings glory to my Father. What brings glory to the Father? You producing fruit. When you produce fruit, it brings glory to God. God wants to produce fruit through you. And when you, he doesn't just want to produce fruit. He wants to produce much fruit. And when you produce much fruit, it brings glory to God. You know what I want to say? Okay, God, go ahead and just bring glory to you. <laughs> produce the fruit. Let's go. And do you know that a tree, an apple tree, those branches don't have to sit there and think, apple, apple, apple. Oh. Apple, apple, apple. Oh. And it's a pear. No. The tree does not have to think about what it's producing. The tree just has to be connected. I want to ask you a question. Are you withering? That's not God's call for your life. That's not God's plan. Are you withering? Do you feel like you're drying up and dying? God's got a plan for you. I want to encourage you. Jesus came to earth For you, those that were in need, 
those that sinned, those that didn't have their life together, Jesus came for you. You don't have your life together, you're qualified. You got problems, you qualify. You're a sinner, you qualify. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All. You're qualified. Is your marriage withering? Is your relationship to your kids withering? Those that truly get connected to Christ produce much fruit. And apart from Christ, nothing. What you produce is worthless. So I want to ask you, how do we get connected? How do we connect to the vine? If you go back, verse 7 says, If you remain in me and your words remain in you. And my words, the Lord's words remain in you. If you remain in me and my words remain in you. Do you know the start to your life changing is getting in the word? There's no other way. You want to be connected to the vine? You've got to be connected to the word. Why? Because Jesus is the word. When you connect to the word of God, you connect to Jesus. You no longer have to think about the fruit that you need to produce. It will be produced. Not just fruit, much fruit. And in you doing so, it will bring glory to God. Your marriage will bring glory to God. Your relationship to your kids will bring glory to God. Your work ability will bring glory to God because you're going to be doing it connected to the vine you will begin to start the transformation process. You will not stay the same. Your spouse won't even know who you are. Because you'll be different. You'll be what that spouse has been praying for. You'll be what God has created you for. Is anybody ready to change? What happens is, the first step to connecting to the vine, you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You make a decision to turn and go a different way. Then as we get to know Christ, we read his word. We start talking to him about our day, our challenges. We start asking for direction for our decisions. We start studying the Bible for the instructions for our decisions. We get connected to the body of Christ, which is the church. Do you know what happens? You connect to the vine. You get connected. You get connected to life. And when we get connected, we start following Christ, His ways, obey His word. You know what will happen? You'll start asking the Lord for things according to His word. And He says, if you ask according to my word, if you ask according to my will, I will do it. The problem is we ask according to our will, according to our wants, But you know what? The funny thing is, those will join together if we are connected to the vine. He says he wants to give you the desires of your heart. He doesn't want to not give you good things. He wants to give you good things. But he wants to give you things according to his will, according to his word. I want you to know, I like things. I like the Lord to bless me. I like to have enough to be able to bless someone else. I don't like coming up short. Anybody like coming up short? 
A spirit of poverty is not a spirit that we should have. This message will rescue you in every area if you're connected to the vine. Connect to the vine. You may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. Sounds too good to be true, doesn't it? You know, you want to hear something funny? When my kids ask me the way I want to be asked, I give it to them. When my kids ask me the way I don't want to be asked, I don't. Father in heaven is exactly the same way. When we ask according to his word, he is faithful to his word. He is watching over his word so that he can perform it in you. And when he performs it in you, it gives glory to him. Can you see? It's not the crazy cycle. It's the life cycle. It's the abundance cycle. When I start following his word, I get on that great cycle. Verse 9, I've loved you even as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love, just as I obey the Father's commandments and remain in his love. I've told you these things so you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. Mm. Church, it's time for a change. I want you to know, too, what's awesome about the pruning process is that pruning will happen through you. The Lord doesn't come down with a big set of clippers and start chopping on you. What happens is you get in the Word, you start to recognize what's wrong, and you change. And you know what happens when you change? That dead limb gets cut off. Do you know what happens when you get in the Word and you change? That limb that's just producing a little bit of fruit gets trimmed up and starts producing much fruit. We don't have to fear the Lord. We don't have to fear Him taking His thumb and mashing us down. He is going to change us by loving us, by revealing Himself to us. So many times we have this thought that God's up there with a magnifying glass trying to get that bead just right so he can pound us. That's not, you don't know God if that's what you think God is. You know why he's showing us how to stay connected in the vine? So you can overflow with joy. You know, we've got a sign out here that says happy hour. And you know, that's true to a point, but you know what? It goes beyond that. It's joy hour. And it should be a joy life. It should be an overflowing life of joy. That's not just what Church on the Hill offers. That's what the Lord offers. Bars can't have happy hour. They don't own that. They've got nothing on us. What we offer is not going to run out in a couple hours. Anybody here with me? Happy hour. Happy life. Fulfilled life. Faithful life.
time for a change, a drastic change, a lifestyle change. Repentance is change, turning from the wrong way and pursuing the right. Revelation chapter 1 verse 18 says, I am the living one. I was dead and now look, I am alive forever and ever. I hold the keys to life and death. Our thinking has to change. Our worldview has to change. Our belief structure has to change. Our fear should not be in death. Our fear should be in the separation of God. Did you hear me? Our fear should be, are we connected to the vine or have we been severed? Has that relationship been severed? Is there something wrong with my relationship to Christ because I'm withering? As long as we walk with the Lord and have relationship with Him and have relationship with with each other, there should never be fear in death. God holds the keys to death, not the enemy. The enemy does not have the power over you. It's time to conquer. It's time to take back. You produce fruit. You get connected to the Lord, then it happens through you. You're not going to wake up and you're going to have all this fruit in a basket at the end of your bed. Wouldn't that be nice? It doesn't work that way. He's going to do it through you. Can I tell you, great things are going to come from you. You have maybe never heard that before in your life. All you've you've heard is the opposite. I want you to know when you connect to the vine, you can't keep great things from happening through you. Every one of you. Great things. I don't mean just things. Great things. Death, you have no victory. Death, you have no sting. The Lord has rescued us from death. As I close, look at Revelation 21. Can you allow your mind to to imagine? The main streets of the city were pure gold, translucent and glass. But there was no sign of the temple. For the Lord God, the sovereign, strong, the Lamb and the Lamb are the temple. The city doesn't need sun or moon for light. God's glory is the light. The Lamb is the lamp. The nations will walk in its light, and the earth's kings bring their, in their splendor. Its gates will never be shut by day, and there won't be any night. They'll bring the glory and honor of the nations into the city. Nothing dirty or defiled will get into, that, into the city. And no one who defiles or deceives, only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life, will get in. Man, it sounds too good. I want to go. I'm ready. But I want to ask you, is your name written in the Lamb's book of life? You can know whether or not it is. Now listen, if you, if you would say, yeah, my, lamb's, my name's in the Lamb's book of life because I go to church every week and I go to Bible study and I, I do a lot of stuff. Great. I don't lie. I don't cheat. I'm faithful to my spouse. I'm good. I've made some mistakes. But you know what? I think overall I'm pretty good. Good. That's great. It's not enough. There are going to be people who are good, who think they are good, by the world's standards are good, that's going to wake up in hell. But you can know that you will not wake up in hell. I'm not here to preach hell, fire, and damnation, but I am here to try to wake up 
the, the stagnant that's in church that have never made that commitment. Because if you don't make that commitment, there is no way for you to get to heaven except through Jesus Christ. There is no other way. And I want you to know, tomorrow may not come. How many of us have seen it so many times where we think we have one more day and next thing you know, your best friend has passed away. Your mom or your dad passed away. Complete a shock, complete shock. You're not guaranteed tomorrow. But I can give you a guarantee to heaven. There is a way. And that way is Jesus Christ. God loves you and he sent his son for you. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. John 10, 10. We've already read it. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. God created us in his own image to have an abundant life. He did not make us robots to automatically love and obey him. God gave us a will and a freedom of choice, but we chose to disobey God and go our own way. You're not the only one. I have done the same thing. And we still make that choice today. And what the result is of making our own choice is a separation from God. Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Do you know that so many people have tried to bridge this gap between us, our sinful self, and God so many different ways? Tried to do it on their own, tried to do it by going to church, tried to do it by religion, tried to, tried to just do their own thing, tried to be good enough. But there is no bridge between you and God except for Jesus. When Jesus came back and died on that cross, that bridge was made that separation was closed the veil was torn and we were then given access back to the father Jesus made the way for you it says in proverbs 14:12 there's a way that seems right to a man but in the end it leads to death no bridge reaches god except for christ 1 Peter chapter, 13, chapter 3, verse 18. For Christ died for, sin, for sins once and for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. Romans 5, 8. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Knowing what you would do. Knowing who the real you is. You can't hide that from the Lord. Knowing who you are, God sent his son to die for you. That you might have a way back to him. The life preserver is being thrown out. Would you take it? Would you take it? Our response has to be, Christ, I receive you. You have a personal invitation today to the Lord. Revelations chapter 3, verse 20, he says, Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. 
And if you will just open up the door, I'll come in. Again, church, do you see? There's no pressure. He's not demanding anything. He's saying, here I am. I'm ready. Would you receive me into your heart? Romans 10, 9 says that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that he was raised from the dead, you will be saved. Now, I want to ask everyone this question. Have you made that personal decision? Have you confessed from your mouth that Jesus is the Lord of your life? And do you believe in your heart that he died on the cross, but that he rose from the dead? If you can say yes to both of those questions, your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Your name is written there not to be blotted out. But I want to ask you, have you, ever, have you ever done that? You've got to make a choice. We do, that, we do that very simply. Number one, we admit that we're a sinner. We've already read that all have fallen short. Church, I'm a sinner. I have sinned. All have fallen short. I have fallen so short of God. But the next step is being willing to turn. Will you turn? You know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. The answer is to turn. Go in a different way. Then you believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross and rose from the grave. And then finally we invite him into our hearts. Would you pray with me? I just want to ask everybody, just bow your heads just for a moment. This will just take a second. But I want to ask you two questions. Is that you? Would you say, Pastor, I've never made that decision. And I want to make it today. But let me ask you this. You may say, I've made that decision, but I have fallen so short. I want to rededicate. I want to make a new decision today to get closer. Is that you? Would you just quickly just pop your hand up and say, I want to be closer. I want to receive Christ today. I see those hands. I see those hands. I see those hands. I see those hands. Come on, that's it. I see those hands. Oh, I can be closer, Lord. Lord, I want to receive you as my Lord and Savior today. I'm tired of doing it my own way. My way doesn't work, God. And I've fought you so long, but today I want to give my heart to you. Is that you? Still time. Thank you, Lord. You are so good, God. I just want to ask you all to pray with me just a very short prayer together. Will you pray along with me? Just say, Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. And need your forgiveness. Forgive me, Jesus. I believe that you died for my sins. Today, Lord, I turn from my sins. And I invite you to come into my heart. Your word says that if I ask you to come in, 
that you will. I want to trust and follow you as Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. If that's the first time that you've done that, I want you to know the Lord came in. He has come in, and and Scripture tells us that now nothing can separate you from the love of God. Nothing. There is no power on this earth that can separate you from His love. But that now your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. This is just the start. It's time to turn. It's time to change. But it says in Romans 10, 13, Everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. You called upon the name of the Lord. His word says you're saved. I want you to know you are saved. Jesus has saved you, but this is just the start. You've got to get in the word. You've got to change your life. You've got to start walking, and the Lord will be with you at every step. If the ushers would come on down, we're going to take communion together. This is a great way to start your walk with the Lord. It's a great way to renew your walk with the Lord. It's a great way to renew your covenant with the Lord. Just ask you right now to just be praying, to ask the Lord to forgive you of whatever hidden sin that you may have as they hand out these elements.